Hello and welcome back to another episode of Soul Self. I'm so excited. Today we're going to be talking about how you might not have PCOS. So I'm going to be talking about PCOS, the different types of PCOS, and whether you even have PCOS. So this is going to be a lot to unload. So be ready. Also, I'm going to go deeper in depth with all of this. And obviously, if there's four different types, there's four different solutions. So that will be discussed in Womb Temple, which is my program all about healing your periods, healing things energetically from miscarriages, abortions, past lovers, all of that good stuff, how to open up and free your hips and release the emotions. Because we as women store all of our pain, all of our emotions, all of our trauma in our hips. So I have literally created videos, curated it to be a 30-day hip opening practice. And then there's a lot of pre-recorded energy healing practices you can do to release trauma. And I dive deeper into like nutrition, how to balance your hormones, how to exercise and eat during each different phase. Like we're fucking going there. And then we're even talking about like blood magic and what you can do to like connect with your period and how to really harness the power of your womb and your period blood. So let's get into this. A lot of people nowadays have PCOS and there's a couple things here. One, you might not have been diagnosed easily. Two, saying that, hey, you have PCOS is a really easy diagnosis and they send you out the door. Or three, you've come off the pill. And a lot of times when you come off the pill, you have an an ovulatory cycle. So that's that means that you haven't ovulated. And then they're just like, oh, you have PCOS. You have a, if you have a missing period or a really long period, that means you have PCOS, right? That's what they say. Um, sometimes your cycle is really long, but your doctor will be like, oh, it's PCOS. So I'm here to clear things up because I've been there. I've done that. And as I mentioned in one of my previous episodes, I started my period when I was nine. By 15, 16, I would be on my period for eight, nine months. And... I was on birth control for one month, quit that, didn't align with me, grateful my parents supported me, and then ever since then, up until two years ago, I had a lot of issues, like I would get it for months at a time, and then I wouldn't get it, and then I was also in a tumultuous um, relationship and took plan B as if it was fucking candy, which fucks your hormones up even more. I have a whole episode about plan B too, so make sure to listen to that. But listen, if you haven't done emotional work for your period, you need to do it. Because your body is the result of your subconscious mind. So if your subconscious mind is carrying out this information, it's like whether it's positive or negative, it's going to affect your physical body. So it's really important that if you've done all the nutrition stuff, you've done all the supplement things and nothing is helping your PCOS or your endo, then you need to do the emotional work. So getting into the program Womb Temple is good, is a really good starting point. And whether you want to do emotional work with me or someone else, it's up to you, but I cannot recommend it enough. You definitely want to work with someone who understands the connection between your brain and your body, your feminine, your sensuality, your vagina, your periods, which is basically what I fucking specialize in. So PCOS, you cannot be diagnosed with an ultrasound. A couple things. If you look at a girl's ovaries when she's going through puberty, it looks like she's going she has PCOS right even at the beginning of your cycle it's gonna look as if you have PCOS because it's when your ovaries 
are waiting to burst and then you ovulate. So as a follicle is coming around into ovulation, think of follicles as like little pimples, right? Little pimples fighting to be like, which one's going to be like, which one's going to rupture so there's ovulation, right? So at different points in your cycle before ovulation, you'll have, you know, cyst-like things on your ovaries because you're waiting to ovulate. That's the first thing. That doesn't mean that you have PCOS. It just means that you're coming out from ovulation. On the pill, if you look at your ovaries, on the pill, a lot of women's ovaries look like they have PCOS, okay? And when you're going through puberty, you also look like you have PCOS, even though you're not. So it's really important that if you have an ultrasound and the doctor then diagnoses you with via ultrasound, don't listen to it. I mean, you can if you want to, but take it with a grain of salt because it's not necessarily the full spectrum, like the full story, basically. Okay, that's the first thing. The second thing is there's four different types of PCOS. So the insulin resistance PCOS is the one that most doctors say you have. Like when they say that you have PCOS, which is the insulin resistance one. The three other uh, other types are post-pill, adrenal, and inflammatory PCOS. So this is important because one... You can actually keep your symptoms of PCOS at bay with insulin resistance and like still have a regular cycle, but you can totally heal easily. And the other three types of PCOS, you can have like a thousand percent make them go away very quickly. Insulin resistance PCOS, you can make it go away or be symptomless. Okay. Like if you're not, you're not getting any symptoms, you have a regular cycle, all that kind of sort of stuff. So Basically, with the way that you're diagnosed with PCOS, you need to meet three of the following symptoms. One, ovarian dysfunction or polycystic polycystic ovaries, okay? Meaning you have multiple cysts on your ovaries. Number two, clinical and or biochemical hypoandroidism. So your androgens are like your male hormones, right? Like when you're when you have hypoandroidism, it, hyper, it means that you have an excess of androgens. Your androgens are things like you have hair growing in like a male pattern, you have acne, maybe your voice is a little lower. Those are some signs of excess androgens, okay? The third thing is exclusion of all the things that would cause hypoandrogenism. So those are your three things. And you have to meet all three of the following to actually be diagnosed with PCOS, okay? You can't just have polycystic ovaries and then be diagnosed with PCOS. You have to have an excess of androgens and be excluded for any other things that can cause the excess of um, androgens, okay? So in common language, what it's saying is you have to have all three of these, like a regular period plus poly ovarian cysts on your ovaries and then high androgens um and also like abnormal hair growth and number three other reasons for like high androgens have been ruled out so the best way to find out if you have high androgens is a blood test obviously symptoms are a good way to look at things 
whether you have like male hair patterns, a lower voice, and this is something you're like born with, right? Um, and acne, especially on the jawline and your back, those are high androgens, right? So like male-like hormones. And obviously we have a little bit of, of it, but like when you have too much, that's when the problem is, like problem occurs. So the best blood test to get for measuring to see if you have high androgens is obviously testosterone, but also like total testosterone, DHEAs, and andro I always have trouble saying this word. It's andro... Andro... Fuck. Um... Androcodino. That's what it is. So those are the three tests you would get to see if you have an excess of um, androgens. And what's important to remember is like PCOS is not one disease, okay? It's a group of symptoms related to excess androgens. So in the case of PCOS, the underlying drivers are either insulin, right? So even imbalance, like your insulin is a little fucked. Inflammation adrenal androgens and post pill surge of androgens so if you listen to the pill episode (coughs) or if you're in womb temple then i talk about you know the, the oh my god the suggestions of like supplements to take to counteract a post pill post pill androgen surge so when you are on the pill and you come off of it, you very likely can get a surge in androgens. They will slow down if you do things correctly. So, so if you plan to come off of birth control, then joining Womb Temple is a really good idea because then it'll decline that surge. Um, you can also be born with genes that actually put you at risk for PCOS. But the expression of those genes depends on your current environment. So you can be born with so many different genes, like from your parents, but they actually have to be turned on. So you can keep these genes turned off if you haven't turned them on via environment, lifestyle factors, what have you, right? So you have the ability, the power in your hands to actually turn these genes off. So I'm going to go through some questions for you to help you figure out what type of PCOS you have. Like, you you might have been told you have PCOS, but not the type, right? So question number one, do you have a regular period? Do you have androgen excess? If yes, then continue on. If no, then you do not have PCOS. Next, do you have insulin resistance? If yes, then you have insulin resistance PCOS. If not, If no, then were your periods regular before the pill? If yes, then you have post-pill PCOS. If no, the next question is, do you have signs of chronic inflammation? If yes, then you have inflammatory PCOS. If no, if you don't have signs of chronic inflammation, is DHEA your highest androgen? If yes, then you have adrenal PCOS. And if you don't have high DHEA, as your only sign of high androgen, then the question is, do you really have PCOS? If yes, then there's a hidden cause of your PCOS. So 
let's start with insulin resistance PCOS, okay? There's a lot more detail. I'm not going to go through every single little thing that you need to be doing. There's a lot of detail in Womb Temple. That's the program you need to join if you want to get more help with this. But I'm going to go through each of the different types of PCOS and kind of give you a rundown, okay? Let me just get a swig of water. Okay, first one, insulin resistance PCOS. Too much insulin isn't good for you, right? It impairs ovulation and it'll cause your ovaries to make too much testosterone compared to estradiol. So estradiol is your good estrogen. You want estradiol. So there's different types of estrogen, okay? Like I go through the, the different types of estrogen in Womb Temple, but your estradiol is a good type of estrogen and you want estradiol. But if you have too much testosterone, that's generally because you have too much insulin. So the excess insulin eventually leads to an increase in testosterone levels and your body is trying to balance itself out. Remember, your body's magical. It's trying to support you. It's trying to shit things out. The least you could do is support it with what you are in control of, which is what you put in your mouth. So testosterone access can actually inhibit your fertility and halt ovulation altogether. And that's where you'll get these really long cycles because your body's not ovulating, which isn't healthy because you want to ovulate so that you get a period so that you can release the estrogen or else you'll get a buildup of estrogen and that can lead to excess estrogen, which is a whole other fucking series of dangerous things. So if you have too much estrogen, it's like cortisol, right? Like you want to have a healthy amount. The more moment you have too much, it becomes dangerous. Same with estrogen. The next thing, um, okay, so for example, like estrogen, like too much estrogen, it feeds breast cancer and abnormal cells in your cervix. Um, endometriosis. So working on reducing your estrogen is really important. And in one of the episodes, I actually talked about things you can do to balance your hormones, but in Boom Temple... I fucking go really deep um, and I provide like tip sheets and everything. So yeah, but if you are on birth control, I highly recommend getting into Womb Temple. If you're having bad periods, get in. If you have irregular periods, extended time periods, join it, okay? Um, if you have never been on birth control or aren't on birth control, and your cycle is normal, but you want to just deepen your like practices with your womb, right? You can join Womb Temple because there's something in there for everyone. So the next one is post-pill PCOS, which is the elevated androgens, right? This means you have insulin resistance, um, but then you got off the pill, so you have post-pill PCOS. You most likely have a high number of luteinizing hormone and your follicular stimulating hormone is low. So luteinizing hormone actually prevents your ovarian cells from being created properly and there's a high number of androgens. So that's what happens with post-pill PCOS. Like there's a ton more in the program. I can't dive into it all that you know, right now. But um and it's really crazy to me that a lot of women actually get off the pill and then they suddenly have PCOS. Like, but I also want to let you know if you're listening to this and if 
you do have PCOS and it happened after the pill and your doctor didn't tell you like, oh, it's probably post-pill PCOS. If you want to do everything in your power right now to get rid of it, you can. Because your body doesn't want this. And trust me when I say you don't want this for your health. So if you want a one-on-one session with me, you can DM me and I'll put you in for a one-on-one session for like a strategy session. Otherwise, get the program. (coughs) The next thing is inflammatory PCOS. And this is basically when you have too much inflammation. I need to drink some more water. Sorry, guys. So your PCOS is not driven by insulin or by coming off the pill. It is driven by inflammation and environmental toxins. What happens is if you have too much inflammation in your body, and inflammation can come from stress, okay? Like, that's a big one. It can come from emotional stress. It can come from a job thing. It can come from toxins in your environment. It can come from traveling too much, um, not eating the right foods, and that causes inflammation, too much gluten, too much vegetable oil, um, any of those, and what else, what else, toxins, using like toxic skincare, and if you're not using all natural skincare products, I highly recommend going to my Instagram and looking at my highlight called natural care, Because it's basically like all my favorite products, all the things that I recommend that are non-toxic and just a great addition to your life. So inflammation, what it does is it disrupts your hormone receptors and it suppresses ovulation. It also makes your adrenals and your ovaries stop boosting their androgens and then you actually create more, start creating more androgens and then you have an excess of androgens and that causes more inflammation, which, you know, that... When your cortisol increases, so do your androgens. And side note, some of you might have found that like when you get really stressed, you'll feel like you'll start getting abnormal hair growth. If that happens, it's because the cortisol is rising up your androgens. So inflammatory PCOS can also come from smoking, liver issues, too much alcohol. It can come from gut problems and digestive issues. So gut health is really, really important. So ATP's Gut Right is a great place to start. And then also check out Liver Rescue by The Medical Medium. That is a book that is really helpful. Like, you should be supporting your liver. Your liver is seriously your best friend. It detoxes absolutely fucking everything. I actually have a practice where I talk to my liver. Um, This actually helped me tremendously when I healed my hormones too. And there's like a qigong practice i do as well and sometimes i recommend it to clients but eating more brassica veggies like it's really great for your liver health like whenever i'm eating foods i'm always thinking like liver 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 like if i haven't had a ton of broccoli or cauliflower it always kind of stresses me out because i'm like oh my god my liver and it's not like in a psycho way but more of like a i respect my body kind of way you know like i always want to help and support my liver in any way possible So in terms of liver support, bone broth is really great too. Um, What else? So next is adrenal PCOS. This is when you don't have insulin resistance, you weren't on the pill, you aren't on the pill, you don't have inflammation, and you have no ovarian androgens but elevated adrenal 
chemicals, hormones, right? So adrenal <clears throat> PCOS is caused by a stress response system or your HPA axis. So basically it's caused by fucking stress. So can you see, like if you went to the doctor and they're like, oh, PCOS, like it doesn't really fucking tell you anything. You need to know exactly what kind of PCOS you have so that you can adequately heal it. You can be freaking out over like having PCOS, but seriously, like knowing the type you have, like makes a world of a difference. If you have PCOS, I really recommend booking a one-on-one session with me or getting into Womb Temple. And if you know someone that has PCOS, please, 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 please let me help them forward this podcast to them, send them my Instagram, whatever it is, like send them the link for Womb Temple. I'm here to help women because I've been there and I've done it. Okay. Like I actually had a combination of PCOS, not even one. Okay. Like a combination. I had the adrenal and insulin resistance one. So I know what I'm talking about and I really want to help other women to just get in tune with their cycles, clear up their womb, you know, find the solution to their period problems. And, you know, with doctors, they might be like, oh yeah, you might have bad cramps, bloating, whatever, like, and it's all normal. But honestly, that's, none of that shit is fucking normal. It's common, but it's not normal. And if you don't know, like, all your periods should be is literally nothing besides a little bit of fatigue. You shouldn't have massive pain. Sometimes you might feel a little heavy in your uterus because, duh, you've got blood coming out of your uterus, right? Your uterus is working, so you're going to feel heavier in your uterus, but you shouldn't be in any major discomfort or pain. I'm not going to say you're going to want to go fucking do pole dancing that week, but you shouldn't be in discomfort or pain. And I promise you there's a solution to that. There's no quick fix, but it is a sustainable long-term solution. And this information is so empowering and it's so empowering that you listen to this podcast. I'm so grateful that you're listening to it because as you heal your period and you get a good period, then the next time your friend's complaining about her period, you have the power to be like, oh my gosh, I used to have that too. And now I don't you know, and it means like the same for your daughter and like your niece and your cousins, like they're not going to have to go through all this. Like once you know this information, it's in your brain. You can use it to help so many other women in the fucking world understand their period. You know, like the, your period's not meant to be, you're not supposed to be in pain and it's a very empowering place to be in. So heavy, painful periods, PMS, PCOS, endometriosis, Go get into Womb Temple because everything is covered in there and even more. And, you know, quickly talking about heavy periods and endo, this comes back to estrogen dominance. So if you're having really, if you're having really painful periods, really heavy periods, blood clots, that sort of stuff, generally speaking, it's related to estrogen dominance. And as I said before, all those liver foods are really fucking good. Brassica veggies and bone broth are starting points. Like once you've done that, then invest a little and learn a little more to take it to the next level. Um, and if you've done all the nutrition and supplement things that we need to look at your life force energy. And that is also contributing 
and I mean more so of influencing things with your subconscious mind like if your body doesn't feel safe if you have shame and guilt around certain things if you have childhood woundings that you haven't cleared this can actually deplete your life force energy your chi energy which will affect your period so this is all really important and also painful ovulation go into the program get into womb temple it is the most comprehensive program about womb clearing and healing and activation and it's just beyond like you're getting more bang for your buck like it's just such powerful information to have you know so that's pretty much everything for pcos you know insulin resistance pcos fix your insulin post pill pcos you need to balance your hormone coming off the pill so you need to do womb temple um oh my god my brain's like inflammatory pcos get rid of your fucking inflammation adrenal pcos get rid of the root cause like don't don't just take herbs that are gonna you know help you like fix your stress like ashwagandha and stuff you need to get to the root cause of your stress not just get to you know using herbs as a band-aid effect okay i love herbs but even like with meditation meditation is great right but you need to get to the root cause of the issue, like where it stems from. So even for example, if you're meditating in the morning, then you go to work and you're fucking stressed all day, that is pointless because you are responding to everything that's going on throughout your day and that's the problem. So that's why when you do the feminine work and you live more in flow, you don't have this issue because you're not as hyper alert. You're not stressed. Your nervous system isn't as wired because you're more in flow and out of your head. So coming back into your body. So there we go. That's all that I want to talk about. And tomorrow I'm going to talk about how your fertility is a sign of health. So having a period every single month that is not on birth control is a real period. And not having a lot of symptoms of it, aside slight fatigue, is a sign of fertility and complete wellness and nourishment of your body. So we'll talk about that tomorrow. Hello and welcome to Soul Self. I'm your host, Shayna, a board-certified embodiment coach and master energy healer. Here we talk all things magic, love, sex, money, brain, hormones, and energy. You'll walk away with new truth bombs because I love talking about all the things people are thinking but too afraid to say, as well as educating you on everything I know in this mind, body, and soul of mine. You can find ways to work with me and products to enhance your life at bloomshakti.com. I hope you got lots of empowerment from today's episode. I'd be really grateful if you could leave a review as a simple energy exchange or share this podcast and feel free to tag me on Instagram, bloomshakti. Help me to live my purpose, adding value to others' lives. To work with me or for products to enhance your life, check out bloomshakti.com.